Welcome to Sega Sound and Shiro, the only podcast that's weirder than the games we play. Tonight's Shiro's are Nick, Dave, Ben, and of course, myself, Patrick. Today we have a very special guest with us today, Jason Steele, aka Film Cow, a prominent Saturn streamer and the mind behind Charlie the Unicorn, Llamas with Hats, and the ever-famous streamer Vulo the Facebarer. How is it going, Jason? It's going great, Pat. Thanks for asking. Nice. It's great. I'm glad to have you on. I know we're all big fans of you, and uh, we really love your streams as well. We have a uh, really lot of good games that actually inspired the games we cho- chose today. Well, thank you. I uh, I enjoy the show a lot, and uh, glad to be here. It's good to have you on. We're happy you're here. <laughs> For real. Uh, did you want to tell us a little about your Saturn background? Uh, yeah, sure. In 1996... I was visiting family in beautiful Titusville, Florida, the Space Coast. Uh, at some point, we went to a Sears department store, which was a thing you did in the 90s. And I, I saw a demo running of Virtual Fighter 2. I was uh, 11 years old at the time, and the only other 3D game I had seen at that point was uh, Star Fox on the Super Nintendo. So seeing Virtual Fighter 2, uh, it, was like, it was like stumbling across a, a manticore in the woods. I didn't understand what I was uh, what I was seeing, how it was possible. Spent the rest of the day trying to explain to my family what I had uh, what I had seen. I saved up my money. Uh, almost certainly had help from my mom because there's no way I put together enough as an 11 year old. But uh, I purchased a Saturn from a Kmart. Came with a three free games pack, and I've been in love with a Sega Saturn ever since. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great story. That's a. Uh... My my grandfather used to work in Sears, but I don't think he he ever got me Saturn stuff. Sadly, I worked in <laughs> Sears. <laughs> a little late for Saturn, though. Well, I sold I sold a lot of I sold out a lot of uh, Dreamcasts in in as the, as the sun was setting on Dreamcasts that we were selling them for like fifty bucks, and gotcha. I told Pat that I failed to pick those up. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't I I didn't have a Saturn at the very beginning. I was too young, but uh, yeah. But while it was still being sold, I did I did get one. Nice, yeah. nice. Yes, see, nice. It was still fairly popular in '96, if memory serves correct. So, mm-hmm. um, well, that's when Knights came out, right? I, yeah, yep. pretty sure. Summer of '96, yeah. So. Good year, good year. So, has your collection been? Um, do you still have some of the games you had in the mid late '90s, or did you kind of have to restart it at some point? Uh, no, I still. Uh, luckily. So I, I lost most of my possessions in Hurricane Katrina, oh, geez. Uh, but luckily I had left my uh, video game collection behind at my uh, grandparents' house. So uh, I managed to save all the Saturn games I have, which is uh, lucky because it's much more expensive to get them in the 2000s and 2010s. <laughs> no kidding. Than was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I got, I got a copy of, uh, of Battle Sport for like $5 at an EB Games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dude, um, <laughs> there's no, there's no way I'd own a copy of Battle Sport getting it in, in 2021. That's bananas. I gotta ask about Battle Sport. That's one of those weird games that like has next to zero history. Uh, do you remember like roughly when you bought it? Was like what year, or was that like way after the Saturn had died? I do remember getting it at a uh, uh, a game store where I was on the like clearance shelf. So. <laughs> mm. 
uh, it would have been a time in which Battle Sport would have been on the clearance section of a, a used <laughs> game shelf. Uh, I, I specifically remember that they were like getting rid of the Saturn games at the time from the from the stores. So whenever yeah, that would have been ninety nine, okay. probably ninety eight, ninety nine. It came out in like either late '97 or early '98, uh, so yeah, that would have been. That's about right. I'm sure if it was clearance, it was definitely, definitely around there. It's yeah, I got, I got basis for all the dates of the Saturn. I got, I got most of my games when they were on clearance because you know it didn't have a whole lot of money, but being a Sega Saturn owner meant uh, you could get a bunch mm -hmm. of games for pretty cheap. <laughs> it's crazy to say that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's like an arm and a leg nowadays. And probably a, a kidney or two. Both kidneys, I think. I actually, I Nick's video of Genwar is making me want to pick up a copy now, but I don't want to pay $40 for it. Are they $40 now? <laughs> they are, for the most part. And I'm like, okay. and I'm like, dang it, I passed oh. over that game so many times because it was just kind of one of those games that I was like, and now that I, now that I know more about like, Jumping Jack and I and I actually like Congo to be honest with you. Like I want to go. It's not terrible. Congo is not ter like, awful. It's not no, amazing yeah. at all. It's not amazing at all. Yeah. But it's like I know the history now. I, right. because, thanks to your video, <laughs> and I'm like, dang it, I want it now, and I don't want to pay forty dollars for it. So I'm gonna have to like just wait. <laughs> I feel partly responsible for this. Pebble Beach Golf Links used to be one of those games you could like maybe two three years ago you could get it complete decent condition for like less than ten bucks and. Uh -huh. I, I haven't checked re super recently, but again, I feel partly responsible for this. Uh, it's now up to like 40 something, I think. I'm sure you are. The game itself is a <laughs> meme. <laughs> that game is worth every penny for $40. That's it even is. a bargain. It, it absolutely is. is. Mm -hmm. For the pleasure of Craig Stadler, it's worth it. <laughs> well, it looks like I, I can get a complete copy, American tested and working, as eBay says, for. 35 bucks or best offer <laughs> so that's I'll not a bad deal i mean it, it could be better the ten dollar yeah. saturn games are gone forever they, mm -hmm. <laughs> that they, they are. really are yeah you just got you just Rip. gotta find them in an abandoned house mm -hmm. Crazy i stuff. saw someone listing a copy of virtual casino for 500 dollars that's oh nasty. Boy, <laughs> There's another That's... copy on eBay for like $35, so I can't imagine it sells, but right. people are people are trying. There was someone who tried selling Gen War for 250 and like in their description, they branded it as being like Americana before like things got canceled or some political bullcrap <laughs> in the description. And it's like, okay, dude, first off, no. <laughs> uh, second, don't sell Gen War for more than thirty bucks. If it's, does, does I don't that, care if that it's mean that, uh, that mean that Steamheart is Japanicana. I guess Steamheart should be Japanicana. Yes, I think it <laughs> would be pre-cancel. Very, very. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, do you want to? I guess start with the personal updates, or we can jump into the games, whatever you guys are more comfortable uh, with. We can keep personal updates to like a like a brief minute or two per person. Then yeah, we can mm -hmm. do that. Knock that out that real works. quick. All right. Did you want to kick us off, Jason? Let us know what you've been up to, and some of the projects you're working on. Oh yeah, I've been uh, working on finishing up the Charlie the Unicorn grand finale. The third episode came out a week ago, and I'm hoping to get the fourth out soon. Oh nice. That's a five parter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two more episodes. Nice. But yeah, out, outside of that, just been streaming and uh, just playing some games. That's that's about it. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Fair enough. What are you playing tonight, if you don't want me asking? Oh, tonight. I actually don't know. It is Saturday, so I'm going to be playing something on the Saturn, but I haven't made a choice yet. Hmm. I was going to say Steam Hearts, but I think you're going to be demonetized no, no. immediately. <laughs> no, no, that. no. No, probably not Steam Hearts. Have you done Fanta Step yet? Fanta Step, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, you've already done. Okay. I missed that. Is that good? Uh, yeah, I would say Fanta Step is good. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a hidden gem, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's. I, I got stuck and couldn't get unstuck. Fanta stuck. It's possible. Fantastic. It's possible that I made decisions that made it so I couldn't progress, but I really couldn't tell. I got stuck in a musical world, a world of music. At least it's not virus. Ben couldn't get out of the first room. <laughs> <laughs> he locked in his bedroom. I, I had that problem playing the first roommate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I got I got stuck in the uh, in the apartment. Like uh, my roommate went to sleep, and then I couldn't figure out how to progress the game. I imagine yeah. the fact that I can't speak Japanese is the primary problem there. But yeah, I just couldn't progress. Uh, maybe you're just too tired. I I definitely feel that where you know, it's like <laughs> late at night, and you just don't want to, or like it's early in the morning, you just don't want to get up, just lay in bed. That might have been it. Probably. But, uh, but yeah, you can always try out to... Have you ever played Young Rhythm at all? What did you say? What Which game? Did you play the game Young Rhythm? Or was it Young Beat? I can't remember what it was. Or Jung Rhythm? No, I don't think so. That one's kind of fun. That's like a... It's like Prappa the Rappa knockoff. It's actually kind of fun. Oh, you're talking Jung Rhythm. Like Jungle. Oh, yes. Jungle Rhythm. Yeah. Jung Rhythm, yes. Yo, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I did play that. I, I streamed that game actually. Yeah, I caught that. Oh, nice! That was great. <laughs> that was great. You have to have a you have to have a wired controller for that. The the retro bits, even the two point four gigahertz, are just not fast enough for the rhythm games. Huh. It makes yeah. Derek A Team, he was doing a stream and he was only able to beat it with a wired controller. I've the, never had lag issues with that. That's crazy to hear. It it, it was crazy to hear. But yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, try a wired controller, and it made an immediate difference, and he was able to beat the game. <laughs> but yeah. Crazy. Rhythm games, it, it's very precise when it comes to like any kind of latency. Sounds good. Do you have uh, any other updates, Jason? No, no. I think that's about it. Sounds good. All right. What about you, Dave? What have you been up to? Yeah, um, not much, you know, doing Shiro Show with Pat, uh, working on, uh, oh, I picked up, uh, I picked up another, uh, Saturn cheat code guide, you know, one of those Prima guides to co complete my, uh, unofficial cheat code guides collection. I, I like to collect a bunch of, uh, like paper ephemera, Saturn related ephemera. So Mac magazines and cheat books and stuff like that. I've been playing a lot of. Uh, I've been trying to get into Knight of Dragons uh, Shining Force uh, three patch uh, because I've only ever played Shining Force the English the English release, just the scenario one. So I am trying to actually play his ver that version and and go through all three scenarios, and that's a lot of fun. But that's going to be a huge undertaking. So in the meantime, I've also been playing a lot of weird Japanese games like uh, Cat the Ripper. Uh, which is just like a weird hangover, nightmare hangover of a game. It's just, there's a huge language barrier, but it's still, I like the art style and it's interesting. And there's a lot of other, um, I finally got a, a large SD card that I was able to put like the entire library of Saturn stuff on. So now I'm really digging into some of the, like, some of the, some of the Japanese stuff that I've passed over. Uh, so yeah, having a lot of fun with that. But other than that, that's me. Nice. 
I do I do want to check out the Cat the Ripper game. You caught me kind of hyped on that one. I like it. Hitler gets punched in the face in that game. What? Yes. No way. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's delightful. Yes. Hitler gets punched in the face. Oh, yeah. He gets Captain America then? Dang. I'm about to play that game now. All right. What about you, Mr. Nick? What have you been up to in this fine Saturn week, month? Tirelessly editing the NBA Jam Tournament Edition review. Uh, at least now. Fi I'm finally in the video editing phase. Um, I've just been busy with real life. You know, I hadn't really been able to work on my stuff lately, but... Um, I did get multiple interviews for this one, so I'm very, very excited to finally finish it. I um, started editing it, uh, well, at the time of this recording, I started editing it just about three or four days ago, and I'm already a decent chunk of the way in, so hopefully I can get that done soon. I had mentioned in my Corpse Killer review that the NBA Jam video would not be as long as the Corpse Killer review. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that was a oh, flat-out lie. <laughs> You're funny, man. So this one, I won't, you know, tell you guys how long it'll be, but it, you know, wait and see. So um, while that's going on, I'm also uh, doing research and playing Virtua Cop 1, which I've played many, many times. I've beaten it many times. I'm just, um, for the review, I want to try to one credit clear it um, just so I can get a really good grip of this game. And so far, I'm able to get into stage three on one credit um, with, with the rest of the settings on default. Um, and, uh, there's a, the guy who's been translating Princess Crown, uh, Sam I Am, found a lot of Japanese source material about Virtua Cop and translated a lot of it for me. Uh, gracious, gracious enough to do that. He, I didn't like coerce him into that at all. He just emailed me and said, Hey, I'm doing this. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay. All right. And that, you know, uncovered a lot of cool tidbits about Virtua Cop that I don't think a lot of people know about. So, um, that review itself should be pretty solid. Um, and then as far as other life happenings, uh, I've been just casually playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I've, I've played the original trilogy before, um, and this one's a... It doesn't look like a current-gen game, but it looks a heck of a lot better, and it comes with all the DLC. So my femship is gets to blow up the galaxy. And What colored ending are you going for for this one? Colored what? What color and ending are you going for this one? Red, green, oh, or blue? I haven't decided yet. Not red. I don't, I'm not going to do red. Gotcha. Not, not a red guy? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm full Paragon. I'm a total weenie. Uh, my femme chef is only good. <laughs> uh, and uh, really, yeah. So so that's that's been uh, that's been how that's going. I'm part of the conspiracy that the red ending is the Paragon ending. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that? There's just there's uh, a bunch of stuff that happens through uh like throughout the story and and if you follow along which character is uh is is wanting you to do which option mm -hmm. like i mean ultimately i think the ending uh i think uh, a lot of it falls apart but uh i i i respect the team's creative decisions yeah <laughs> i mean I, I i stick to my own conspiracies in order to have a headcanon that i like more <laughs> but uh as many do, yeah. <laughs> I think I did synthesis last time, uh, last go around of the game. We'll see. We'll see what I do this time. I'm really enjoying the DLC. I didn't play any of the DLC, uh, particularly the Shadow Broker one with Liara, since my character usually romances Liara. Um, that you didn't was... this time though, right? No, 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 Liara again. Um, but the Shadow Broker DLC was fantastic. That was probably the highlight of the trilogy so far. Playing the remastered version with 
DLC that doesn't cost more than the game itself. Yeah. The Shadow Broker DLC actually in 2 is really fun. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, that one's probably that. my favorite part of 2. I need to replay. I actually need to finish beating 2 and then beat 3. I have you should. To beat. I should. Unfortunately, on my update, I'll tell you what I've been playing, and you'll be like, oh, okay, that's understandable. <laughs> what are you playing? Romance of the Three Kingdoms? Doing a marathon of the whole series? I mean, you're not entirely wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know, though, in my update. That would update. be brutal, man. Just the, I, just the thought of that would be brutal. Yeah, that would. I, I, I think the game is good, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not touch that marathon. Not with the, not with the pole. Anyway, really excited for Metroid Dread, and that's all my updates. Hell yeah. That Hell was longer yeah. than two Super minutes, excited. man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was the stickler. I was the asshole who was like, let's keep it to two minutes. I know. It's just minutes. like your jam video. <laughs> yeah. A lot longer than, no, I, I'm so, I have to say, I'm so glad that your videos are, I mean, don't go any longer than like two hours. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, saga, maybe, but that would be it. Yeah. No word of a lie. I, I love the fact that your videos have, have gone extended format and that you've dug up a lot of like juicy little nuggets. I think that's great. Uh, it's, Thank you. It's like reference level stuff for, for Thank you. you know, future, yeah. future preservation. But, but can, you con- can you confirm or deny that I'll spend more time watching uh, uh, the Lord of the Rings extended uh, trilogy <laughs> than I will... Uh, uh, the NBA Jam video. Can you confirm or deny that? I can confirm that the NBA Jam Tournament Edition review will take up less time than one extended edition Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. Okay. That, that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. All right. Still got to get the popcorn, though. That, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you will. I got, I got my, my Orville, Orville Redenbacher popcorn all ready to go. Hell yeah. Kettle corn. Kettle corn all the way. Ooh. Thank you, what Ben. About, what about you, Ben? Okay, so it's funny that uh, Nick mentioned that he's playing Mass Effect Legendary because that's exactly what I've been playing lately. Nice. And I even I beat the second one just this morning. Uh, and uh, so I've never played Mass Effect before because uh, more oh, or less wow. I'm always. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm always playing like old stuff. And so when Mass Effect was out on the Xbox and all that good stuff, I was actually playing things from the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox and just catching up that sort of stuff. Um, so... So I'm kind of behind a little bit when it comes to the Mass Effect. And so I'm playing this now and it's absolutely amazing and I'm having oh, yeah. a blast with it. It's mm-hmm. my top the, one of my uh, top fives. The whole trilogy is so good. Oh, the story's great. Oh, it's and my uh, girlfriend was asking, how would you describe this? And I'm like, it's like the Witcher in space. And uh, so it, it's a Pretty little much. simplified, you know, because no, obviously the Witcher is a much more rounded game. Uh, mm, I I mean, I wouldn't say Witcher you know. in space that I, I mean, maybe like the first one. I don't know about the. The third one, though. I've always thought of it like it's like you're playing like a Star Trek spinoff, except it's way cooler and you can throw plasma and blow up aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to put aliens. It. Yeah, I don't know. They don't, they don't have a, they don't have a Garrick in that one, so it's kind of a kind of a letdown. Oh, but I guess I'll let it slide. Yeah, but I'm absolutely loving how the story ties into itself later on and things that happen and everybody's just a part of things. It's really good. Um, on the retro side of things, let's see if I can pull it up. I, oh, it barely. I got my RetroTink uh, 5X in. Nice. And uh, mm. it's it's freaking awesome. And uh, so it took me a little bit to configure that thing up because my, uh, my TV and my monitor here wasn't really accepting it. But it, when I got that thing all configured, oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So... Uh, so yeah, so that's basically what's been going on with me. Other than you know, real life work has been obsessing my life at the moment. Same, but uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel you. I feel and you. Pat, um, well, uh, like I said, uh, was it Romance of the Three Kingdoms? I kind of was playing that. I uh, <laughs> I was playing the stress test uh, for Age of Empires four, 
Oh, oh wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And oh my god. Is it good? Literally, literally, it's like Age of Empire 2 except better. They somehow made it better. Nice. Like, they made the, the way that you upgrade stuff is a lot more clear. It's a, they put the units in places that need to be pl placed instead of, oh, you need to build a castle to build a trebuchet instead of, oh, building a siege factory where obviously that would go for siege equipment. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. I, I really loved Age of... I lo My friend got me into Age of Empires recently, so I've been playing 2 a lot with them. And now we're doing 4, and oh man. I I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to be playing that tonight again. I love Age of Empires, so that's that's now my RTS. Uh, friendship ended with StarCraft. Uh, <laughs> Age of Empires is now my new friend. Nice. I'm, I'm so. very excited for that Age of Empires. I used to play uh, 2 with my brother all the time. He would always win every single time, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited to... Night uh, rushed you? Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for a new one to come out so he can start beating me again. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, hit, hey, the stress the stress test is free for this weekend, so if you want to hop on and download it, it's free to play, so you can just go on Steam and download it. Cool. Yeah, definitely hit me up, though. Add me on Steam. We'll play some AoE and Night Rush a bunch of people because it's funny. Maybe you could beat <laughs> Pat. Oh, he definitely can beat me. I, I'm pretty bad at Age of Empires, so... I just get too into the farming. That's my... <laughs> yeah. I build huge farms that then uh, the uh, the opponent burns down. Yeah, that's the bit. That's the big sad. It's it's like oh, I just made this nice farm. It's like Minecraft. I know it's kind of relaxing almost. It's like it kind of feels like you know Minecraft. He's like oh, you're making all the farms. You're doing all the mining. You're doing the resources. And then you realize oh, I have to build an army to attack somebody. Oh yeah, that's right. I almost forgot. It's like drats. But uh, besides that, uh, retro stuff, just playing the games for the cast. Um, playing Soccer Wars on the stream again, that was a lot of fun. I, I'm really enjoying Soccer Wars, and I kind of want to beat it because I beat the 2021. I don't know if I mentioned that on the podcast at all, but beat Soccer Wars 2020. That was great. Lots of waifu love. And this and the, the 1996 version, I'm really enjoying too. I think I'm going to play that for the stream. So if you guys like the Shiro Show... Go watch that. I'm probably gonna be playing like a switch off between Fleece Knots and Soccer Wars. So yeah. Have you played the, the 2.0 version yet? The one where they've got the lips to flap and everything? Uh no. A night. Uh, Trekkies actually yelled at me because I actually didn't <laughs> I have saw that. that. I, th you, I thought. Oh, I, yeah. You just. It was just you. You put the wrong image on on your satiator, right? Yeah, I I made the image for 2.0, but I forgot. Right. I completely it, it like it like skipped my mind that I needed to put that on. Then you put 2.0 on there. It's nice. It's a nice improvement. I think you'll like it. I'm I'm so grateful to the translation team because that is such a such an incredible game, and it's so nice being mm. able to play it in English. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. No. Yeah. Did you stream that yet? I'm not actually sure if you have. No. No, I, I haven't yet. I gotcha. De definitely should make that a, make that a stream game. I would love mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. watch it. See that. I try I try to watch as much as I can, but usually. Saturday's pretty busy, but I, I I hopped like I watched the Hakaider one. That was pretty fun. <laughs> so I got I got your your I got your you know, YouTube to notify me whenever you start streaming, especially on Saturdays. But for some reason, it doesn't notify me of video uploads. So when the third episode of the Charlie finale came up, it was like the fuck YouTube. I, I wanted to be let known about this. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? So I don't know. YouTube I, has choked lately on me too. It's yeah. a website. Yeah, yeah. It is yeah. a video hosting website. Yeah. I've been on YouTube pretty pretty long now, uh, and it's you know it's a constant struggle between <laughs> like trying to figure out its systems and make it work. Oh, I bet. Yeah, no kidding. 
Yeah, no, but you like you like Taylor the OG because you were there since what 08, 07, I think. Mm-hmm. Shit, you were there in the Newgrounds days. Yeah, like, you yeah. were around for yeah. Yeah, I moved from Newgrounds to YouTube probably in two thousand nine, two thousand eight, something like that. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, I mean, you even referencing like famous vi- like music videos and stuff. Like, I think you're in Weezer's Pork and Beans, right? The show the unicorn, I think, is mentioned. Yeah, or one yeah. Of the, yeah. Yeah, they emailed me and they were like, we, can we use uh, Charlie the Unicorn in a Weezer video? I was like, sure. And then I uh, didn't hear about it again until I started getting uh, getting emails from people being like, hey, I saw Char- <laughs> Charlie the Unicorn in a Weezer video. That's awesome. That is epic. It's really cool, though, and it's cool to have someone of have someone like that in the chat and talking with because it's gonna kind of cool to be able to talk about the early days because i think a lot of us oh man i hope this doesn't make you sound day just like a lot of us like like watch that like during our, like, our high school days and stuff and seeing some of the og creators and stuff and it's cool to, you know. we just turned pat or dave and ben into grandpas over there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh god single-handedly <laughs> sorry no, no hey cool. i mean it's yeah, they'll right. probably be saying the same same thing about like a lot of the newer stuff today. It's like, oh, I remember watching uh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul back in the day. It's like, no, thank you. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, for me, the uh, like the OG stuff is things like rather good, like uh, the uh, the the Viking kittens, <laughs> or the uh, oh right yeah the uh, the moon commercial for uh, Quiznos. Oh, <laughs> uh, are we talking about the? Uh... The, the 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 squirrels or is that another one? No, that's another thing. Yeah. Oh. You're no, like... no, no. Maybe they were squirrels. I don't know. They look all all messed up. So maybe they are. Yeah, squirrels. it was the, the yeah the guitar one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna sing it because I don't want to get copyright. Like foamy the squirrel in your day. Oh, you're talking about foamy. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I oh, yeah. A lot of us are foamy. Foamy. Foamy was in my day. Yeah. That was right. that was Homestar Runner. Foamy the squirrel yeah. and Happy Tree Friends was like my college <laughs> days. <laughs> yeah. I still send people the Homestar Labor Day video every Labor Day. I, I pounce on that video immediately. It's funny. I was a, t- a teenager when Foamy the squirrel was uh, was getting real big, and I had oh, yeah. I had this irrational dislike of Foamy. <laughs> I, yeah. just, I joined i joined a secret society uh for the destruction of foamy <laughs> we had, we oh, had our fair. own private web forum where we plotted how to destroy foamy the squirrel did those, you do it no we didn't do it we didn't do it foamy's, it foamy's still going and you know yeah. what really? you know what all all power to foamy yeah i'm i'm uh yeah uh jonathan math mathers i think that might be i might be getting his name wrong but uh, yeah he's still doing foamy he does live uh, streams with a like a pumpkin puppet wow that's yeah. that's some longevity right there yeah jonathan mathers mathers mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think the one i do that i i, I was kind of in what i don't i don't think anyone you really talked about him was the, the the clock crew or whatever the strawberry <laughs> clock thing yeah the clock crew uh one of the one of the clock crew members was in the uh the anti-foamy group <laughs> that's pretty funny actually he, he, was, he was the leader i forget which clock he was but uh yeah old, yeah. old school new ground stuff nice I, I think those are the old days of literally just posting videos like because i know the radio story clock was just a bunch of like dumb parody videos and mm-hmm. literally just a bunch of posts. the best part is remembering that the premier way to like 
upload any video was to put it in like flash not like a video hosting website or like a weird quicktime embed it, it you'd like it'd be flash you can't pause it maybe you can but <laughs> yeah you would have to you would have to program a pause button if you wanted it to be able to pause <laughs> right <laughs> yeah oh, those were those were those days, were days. I, I think that was the first the first time i actually realized how dated classes for computers can be so i took like a design course for like web design for with a dreamweaver and some old stuff and the oh, website yeah. website yeah. looking like it's like man that website looked like garbage <laughs> it's supposed to be high tech back then that was like in the early 2000s dreamweaver that was all like little tiny image it cut images <laughs> to make your website yeah yeah, yeah. those are the uh, days at, at least stuff. the words were color coded so you could separate it rather than like a text or word file that was a pain in the butt mm. That's the funny thing. Sega's website, Sega's old website, when you go to the Wayback, it's all that Dreamweaver stuff. And like yeah. Shock Shockway, Shock Machine, uh, like uh, all that Macromedia stuff, you know, <laughs> image maps. Like it's crazy. And it's all broken and borked nowadays, you know. <laughs> but uh, it's, fun to, it's fun to play around with. It makes it look and feel 90s for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Also, welcome to the cast, Jason. This happens quite a bit where we get off topic. Oh yeah, yeah, track. for sure. Yeah. Stuff like this. It's a podcast. It is. Why don't we get into the main topic then, which is the weird Saturn game? So we're doing a, a new, I, I guess, I guess mini mini show serial, uh, Weird Japan. It's like that Eurobeat song, Big in Japan, except weird in Japan. But basically, it's just a bunch of I guess classified as weird games. I don't know if they're they're all like definitely hard weird, but there's some strangeness to them in a way that makes them off-putting in one aspect or another. Some more than others, some less than others, some extremely more than others but uh yeah why don't we jump into our first game which is going to be game tengoku or the game paradise or game paradise depending on what the title is and what people want to call it but uh, I, I guess to give a little background to a uh, ver uh, vertical shmup by jaleco released originally in japan on november of 95 literally released in japan sometime in 95 there's a list on the system the jaleco system 32 or k board um uh, they say 95 released in the U.S., but I'm fairly sure it's just people importing boards and shoving it inside of their machines. Because I, I don't really think they ever translate anything for that, and I don't really remember a English ROM or anything for that out there. So that's just my best guesstimation. I could be wrong. I usually am. So if you guys know any better, let know any better about that. Let us know. I don't know. Do you guys do you guys know in, in the chat here? No. It's the big sad. Alright, so the plot involves a scientist named Genius Shimada stumbling into an arcade. He kind of looks like a flasher almost. He has like his jacket out and I think that's really all he has on. And like maybe really short shorts. But uh, it's, I think it's like more like a trench coat. I could be wrong. But uh, yeah, just, just runs to the arcade and, and tries to harness the power of all the machines to take over the Munir video arcade in Japan and eventually the world. And the attendant named Yuki Ito, uh, who is this... this purple-haired Japanese girl that uh, runs the... I don't know if she's... I think she's just an attendant, like, you know, the the people, like, in the vests and stuff that help the machines and make sure they don't 
break down and like serve tokens, whatever. I don't know. I I've yet to be into a, into a Japanese arcade. I don't know. Have you guys ever been to a Japanese arcade before? In yes. Person? I Is there anything not. like that? Uh, it brought me back to what those were like immediately. Like I I recognized like the egret cabinets and all that, like the way they're lined up and stuff. Um, yeah. I, I've, I've only I um I, I guess total weeboo moment, but uh, I uh, might. <laughs> But it was a great time. My wife and I went to Akihabara for like a day uh, when we spent a week going to Japan back in college. And mm. yeah, we went to the that Sega building that closed down recently and played with a bunch of the claw machines and the arcade machines they had in the upper floors. The best one, though, was Taito Hay. And that one's still open, I'm pretty sure. That had Which was like, Taito Hay? Taito, yeah. However is, that you that say multi, is that the multi-game one where it has like multiple games on it? Uh, no, it's like a building with multiple floors. Oh, the oh the building. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get like the because Taito has like the arcade machine size and shit. Yeah, like yeah. It was. It's yeah. <laughs> that gets confusing their branding, but oh, it was great yeah. though. They had like every Darius game, like even the old ones where it was like three monitors wide, and um, and they they had this big Darius two cabinet where it was like one of those giant LED screens where it was like two four by three massive LED screens smashed together. And uh, yeah, and they had a bunch, a bunch of those like, like those white. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're called egret cabinets. There was probably various variations of. Yeah, of them that that's like the the ones there, with but... like the round, roundish control panel. It's like yeah, purple or green. Just damn near every shmup you can think of, like all in a line. They had like a shmup floor where it was like a good hundred or so shmups with like. Uh, mainly Taito stuff, of course. Were there any young people playing the games? It was mainly salarymen smoking cigarettes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that's what, I what I expected, but that's kind of what I want. Yeah there, yeah. Was, there was one young kid. There was one young Japanese kid tearing it up on Darius Gaiden. Um, that was the... and he, he, had, he looked to be about high school age. Other than that, my wife and I were the youngest people there, for sure. <laughs> it was all, like, business Just two, two, At two, least in two the white people Taito. just playing... Playing some Darius Gaiden, Darius Burst or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I do like Darius Burst. I need to get that again. Mm -hmm. it, it was funny. Like, anytime I'd start playing, that would, like, get garner attention. Because it's like, oh, there's a foreigner playing this weird game that, like, not a lot of people play. And they'll be like, okay, is he any good? And they'll, like, be like two or three. And then they'll see me, like, get blown up in the middle of the first <laughs> level and be like, oh, okay. No, no, nice. <laughs> move, move along. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Um, yeah. Uh, we couldn't get a ton of pictures in there because they're really weird about taking pictures inside arcades. But we got a few. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, every arcade machine had like a cigarette tray <laughs> next to the buttons. I'll have to there pick was... up smoking then and uh, get some smokes in while I'm playing some Darius. You'll fit right in with the salary men. Just wear a suit and then just yeah, don't talk Look to depressed. while you're there, and you'll be you'll fit right in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Sounds it good. Yeah, weird. but. But yeah, uh, getting back to basically the the the, the attendant Yuki Ito calls for help of the various Japanese Jaleco. I think it's Jaleco, 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 Jaleco protagonists to try and stop him. That's why I get confused because it's J there's Jaleco, which is I think it's a toy company, and Jaleco, I think it's the the game company. So I thought they were the same thing, but apparently they're not. So sorry guys. Well, that's news yeah. to me. I always thought they were the same thing. I did too. Yeah. Apology Maybe. I, I have no idea. I, I could have sworn they're two different things, but I could be could be wrong again. Like I said, I usually usually am. I, th I think they're mostly, yeah, they're mostly just arcade games, but they're defunct now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, uh, basically you, you contact all the 
they, she gets together all the Jaleco Jaleco protagonists and tries to stop the uh st stop the evil doctor. Uh, you select from several characters, which includes a Japanese school girl, school girl, a Vic Viper esque pilot, a mecha, and of course a pig. I mean, why wouldn't you? And uh, each comes from the games Exerion, Formation Z, Momoko 120%, but Batasan, and Plus Alpha. So, do you, are you guys familiar with any of those games? Have you played any of those Jalico or Jalico games? No, but I have to say, with the didn't the pig seem like a nod to uh, the Parodius games? Because there's pigs. There's like Anthony, and so there's like these angel pigs in those games. And then you mentioned the Vic Viper. It just seems kind of like they were kind of doing the Parodius thing. I, I, they, believe, it, I believe so. It did remind me a lot of Parodius. Like I picked up major Parodius vibes playing it. Granted, I yeah. think they're different pigs. I'm right. Sure. Oh, yeah. There's two different yeah. pigs in, in Parodius, and then this is totally different, but it just seemed like a nod to that. There's Inferior, like a cut. It's only got one pig. I know. Exactly. Right. There's only one pig. <laughs> but you got a Japanese schoolgirl, so hopefully that, that uh, equals it out a bit, but you know. I don't know. I like the Transformer guy best. He's got a good shot. He's pretty cool. The pig one, the pig character has like this strangely deep voice if you watch any of the cutscenes in Game 10 Goku, and it's very funny. I enjoy the big character. Yeah, there, it there's is also a good pig. A, oh, sorry. Yeah, it is very good, good one. Pig. There's only one though, just one pig. Just so. one, but it's a good one. That's right. Yeah, but uh, the, uh, there actually is an OVA that they there's released on the VHS tape with the the game itself in a special edition. Um, it actually recently got released in some of the the US releases by Limited Run Games translated, but all it is is just a VHS rip with subtitles over it. It's it's all right. All white quality. I kind of kind of was bummed. I hope they would have done like a remaster thing, but it was just a DVD and a rip of it. So I'll probably add some footage of that in case I run out of footage. So we'll see. But yeah, um, I, I guess my feelings on the game itself is that I think it's really fun. I think I told the story before that how a friend brought the game over to my house once, and once I saw the Cat Lady boss, the one that Dave's playing right now, I was hooked. I was like, "Are you serious? This is a boss?" It's like, "Yep." It's like. Okay, I'm hooked. I want this game, and I bought it like right, the like right after right after it went left. I went on eBay and put a bid for it, and I got it for I think thirty something dollars. I think it's up to like a hundred or so now. But uh, my favorite boss battle in the game, though, is the uh, is the karaoke boss where you can choose the letters. Basically, it's a girl, young girl that's singing a song. You can choose the letter, finish singing, and end the fight early by shooting a hundred of the lyrics that are flying out. So the way it works, that lyrics will, as you sing, they're flying out, out around you to kill you. If you kill a hundred of them, you blow up the bar. Or you can let her sing it, and it's like, okay, no big deal. She just sings it. And it's, it's all good. But yeah, uh, did you guys get to the, the, the karaoke fight at all? Yes, and I was actually going to ask you guys if you made it to that fight, because that was really a fun uh, battle there. And it was really interesting, too. Yeah. I did, but I played on very easy, so. <laughs> Which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> hey, Pat, can you speak to something? I noticed that this game doesn't require, but it accepts a four, the 4 meg expansion cart. So what do you, is it the animation? Because I noticed the animations are really slick in this game. Um, but I was able to play before without the, without the expansion cart. Um, mm -hmm. So is it just an animation thing? Or does anybody know how the game benefits from the cart? I'm actually kind of unsure. I played it with the cart all the time, and I played it without just recently for the stream. And I honestly couldn't find any differences. The only thing I could think of was maybe some of the cutscenes, but 
all of it seemed pretty legit. So I, honestly, I don't know. I feel like the an I feel like it might be the animations that there's more frames. It just, they just seem really, really smooth. Like the cat boss that I was just playing, the, it, it's like a cartoon. You know, it's like the the frames of animation are so smooth. That's one of the things that stands out to me with this game. Sorry, I'm clicking yeah. away on like. And and that's the thing is that I don't know. I don't know like what the like I try I did it in both of it and I I played it multiple times and I really couldn't find a difference without the expansion card in there so I honestly I honestly don't know I think maybe maybe some loading time stuff that's all I can so, think But it of. doesn't so it doesn't inhibit your ability to to play or enjoy the game at all it's just a probably some enhancements My Yeah enhancements. there's probably some some video or something like that but there's nothing I noticed in terms of quality i don't think maybe i think maybe it doesn't play a cutscene or something i don't know but like i said it's another it, uh, yeah you know. in other words you still want to play this game this game is a lot of fun it was really neat yeah go play that and yeah uh, i uh I, I love shmups even though i'm very bad at them you know i, lo I love what a spectacle they can be and uh game 10 goku is definitely among the best in that regard it is really just a constant barrage of colors and sounds it's delightful from start to finish the sprites are also huge. Like the sprite scaling is is awesome, and the sprites are really big. Yeah, characters take up like a whole screen. It's it's great. There's a there's another there's another shooter on here that um, we talked about at one point. And it was that uh, it was based on that Japanese anime show. Um, oh, the the Epo Epo no whatever. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, God, I can't it's, remember. It's the one that's based off of the uh, the um, Tatsunoko series. It's a villain one. Yes, yes. Is uh, it, it seems like the art in here, like the drawing and stuff like that, might be the same. I gotta look it up, but uh, it looks like the same art style. To be honest with you, the character design. Ipatsu, it's the uh, Ipatsu Dorombo. Uh, no yeah. Ipatsu, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually another game my friend brought over along with the the game Tengoku that we played. And that one is a lot of fun too. It's it's definitely a different one for sure. Go play that one too. But yeah, um, if you if you guys want to play it, you can get it from Limited Run Games on the PS4 uh, and dis and Ready to Dispatch in the USA. Uh, the only thing that Ready to Dispatch has faced some delays, however, since like 2019, where uh, where that I really want to get it because it has the vinyl record of the soundtrack with it the game but like it's been delayed so many times the pre-order is still up but i'm kind of hesitant in pre-ordering it because it's been delayed for like two years straight and it's like uh it's like what's going on with that i don't know but uh, i have the ps4 limited run games edition of it and it's a really nice box comes with the, the original posters from all the games that we mentioned from the protagonists come with the soundtrack the ost and the ps4 game so yeah definitely a lot of ways to play it if you don't want to buy it on saturn one thing I'd like to mention about it uh, is it definitely benefits from being played in Tate mode. It's very difficult. Um, as many of us said, you know, a lot of us played it in very easy. Um, and I think a big part of the reason for the difficulty is playing it um, in uh, normal TV mode, however you want to phrase it, is uh, you don't get a ton of real estate to move around and dodge stuff. And a lot of those big sprites take up almost too much of the screen for you to be able to reasonably avoid stuff without memorizing the entire game. Um, but then I tried it, you know, in, in Tate mode, I tried it in sideways TV mode. Um, and that really opened things up um, and made the game a lot more playable and a lot more, I, I shouldn't say a lot easier because it was still pretty difficult, but I was dying a lot less in Tate mode. So 
There is a Saturn mode. It's the second option down from the main menu, and that seems to make normal TV mode a little better. But I still think that uh, you will greatly benefit from playing this in Tate mode if you ever pick up Game Ten Goku, which I I'd highly recommend. I had a ton of fun with it. I, I love Parodius. Got a lot of Parodius vibes off this one, and it is extremely colorful, very vibrant, very very bright, and in your face with its graphics. Um, and if you're if you if you're into video games or Japanese culture of any sort, you'll get many of the references that this game spits out at you. So it's very well done. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, very weird, very fun. Uh, but speaking in your face, I think that's one of the issues I had with it is that there's a, if you don't like know the game like by heart and know the levels, there's stuff that flies at you. There's enemies that charge at you. And there, it takes more than one hit. It takes multiple hits to hit, kill anything in this game. So... If, you, if you're a normal, be prepared to dodge and do whatever you can to not get punched in the face by anything. Get your bomb thumb ready. Get ready with that screen bomb. So Yeah. Alright, so would you guys consider this a weird game? Well, yeah. Yes. In a good way. <laughs> Definitely. In a, yeah. in a great way, yeah. Yeah. yeah when yeah. the arcade machines come to life and become a boss, the, it's it's a great weird game. <laughs> yeah. I would like to say, I mean, though, when you're flying, uh, oh, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Uh, regarding weird art from Japan, you know, I grew up in the United States watching cartoons like Cat Dog, you know, where <laughs> a dog and a cat have somehow, somehow been cursed by God or nature to live fused <laughs> together as one creature with two heads and no butts. And, uh, you know, I didn't think for a second that that was weird. You know, when I play a Saturn game where a, a huge anime girl shoots karaoke lyrics at my own much smaller anime girl, it's... It's, you know, it's centering to know that the weirdness of that comes largely from the differences of our cultural norms. And, that is very know, true. Something like the abomination that is Cat Dog would seem equally <laughs> as surreal to someone who didn't grow up seeing it. Well, if you think Cat Dog's weird, you should meet their parents. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's a good perspective to take on that is that it's, it's weird culturally for us, but maybe they think, oh, wow, they're weird cartoons with cat dogs. Or... <laughs> Or real monsters, ah, uh, and the sewers that carry their eyes and are an umbrella and licorice. As a former purveyor of cat dog, I think that is a good point to make. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in turn, in terms of uh, in terms of shmups or even games in general, it's very unconventional. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know? And I mean, you'll be. It, it, there's also, I mean, the. I don't know if somebody already mentioned this, but the scale of things is kind of. Uh, fluid <laughs> like sometimes you'll be flying over a row of arcade cabinets and then like the the scale changes and you're like in the claw machine and it so like i don't know if that's a it, it, you just kind of have to suspend disbelief and just go with it you know it's crazy it's bizarre there's a lot of visual confusion uh where like with some games where they're like bullet hells there's visual confusion from like all the bullets that are on screen with here with this game it's more visual confusion from all of the sprites that are just flying around uh and some of them enemies some of them not <laughs> so that that's one of the reasons i uh need to play it on super easy mode but other than that i think that it's phenomenal just visually phenomenal and the, the music is great for sure yeah, did uh, anybody have any other any other thoughts on uh, Game Tengoku? I was wrong about there being any relation to the Time Bokan series. <laughs> it was th I was talking about Bokan Toipatsu, uh, yep. and they're not related at all. 
<laughs> the only thing I'll add, in, and again, um, prices will vary depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but just looking on eBay, the VHS edition that comes with the game and some VHS tape is like 109 and then if you want just the game itself complete with the case and manual, that's running for about 60 on eBay right now. Yeah, and if you want to play it digitally, I think it's only like like 20 or 30 bucks on the PlayStation Store if you yep. want to play it digitally and the Switch Store. Or if so. you're an ODE user, have at it. Right. Tear it up. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just find a copy. But yeah, this is actually one of the rare games I actually do own physically. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Like I usually do that with the games I love is I get them physically. So this is one of those games along with like Magic Knight Rare Earth and Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, do you uh, do you own this one, Jason? Yes. Yes, I do. I got it when it was uh, cheaper than 60 though. I mean, <laughs> oh, how much yeah, cheaper yeah. do you remember? No. No, okay. I don't remember. It was it was years ago, so it would have been much cheaper, but got it. <laughs> That's enough. awesome. Yeah. Um, you lucked out with a lot of those early grabs, Jason. I, I gotta uh, say. Yeah, yeah I mean, totally. I, you know, honestly, I, I wish I would have early grabbed uh, uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga instead of Battle oh, Sport. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Battle Sport—that's that's what's most important, though. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't. You can't put a press on Battle Sport. I do no. love Battle Sport. I have many fond hours uh, of memories uh, playing Battle Sport. So it's not a bad game. Uh, the 3DO version or the Saturn version, to be honest. He got the ball. It's just not worth what, it, what they charge for it. That's he shoots, he scores. There's like five lines. There's like five lines, and you hear them over and, and over you just again, hear so. them ad nauseum. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. good. Fair enough. But uh, why don't we close this out and move on to our next game on our list, Omakase Savers. <laughs> Interesting. It's an interesting game. Uh, basically, uh, these three girls basically stumble upon a 400-year-old artifact that grants them magical powers and tasks them in tracking down several yokais that have been let loose on their town. I think that's a quote directly from our guest Jason Steele. Oh, that is a Kunko. quote for me, yeah. <laughs> I, I could not find a, a, a synopsis, so that's the closest I was able to find. Ironically enough, I googled Omakase Savers, and our article was the one that popped up, and I was like, okay, I guess it's the closest I'm going to get. Nice. It is yeah, It is a real hidden gem. For sure. It was uh, released in Japan on February 23rd, 1996 for the Saturn. You control the control the girls in this familiar 2D top-down style with a chibi look up to them, similar to Imaginite Ray Earth and how they navigate around the city and navigate around, kind of like a it's kind of more RPG feeling though, right? It's more less, less uh, like linked to the past feeling though. It's it's part visual novel, part uh, like adventure game. Uh, like you, it, it's not an RPG in the sense that uh, you're leveling up characters and and such, but uh, uh, yeah, you you do explore a, a little town, solve mysteries involving yokai. Fun game. It was brought to the attention by you that did the, a lot of the streams for that and. I know that was quite fairly popular in the Saturn stream, the Saturn community, just because it was sort of out there and so bizarre of a game. I can safely say that before Jason streamed it on the video game Valley, there was really no, at least no Western recognition of Omakase Savers. Very few in the way of like write-ups and 
videos Agreed. about it. Nobody I, was talking I, about it. There was no playthrough of it. Like, I think, Jason, I think you still have the only full playthrough video on YouTube right now. Yeah, uh, I, I know it, it didn't sell particularly well, like, even, like, in Japan, so... Uh, right. I, f I feel like... I feel like it didn't get a, a whole lot of attention in general, and uh, I, I think it's worth a look now. Uh, like, at the time, like, if you're getting, uh, if you're choosing between Omakase Savers or Magic Knight Ray Earth, you know, obviously, <laughs> it's easy for Omakase Savers to get overlooked, but uh, yes. uh, I think I think in, in 2021, looking for uh, lesser-known Sega Saturn games, Omakase Savers has a has a lot to bring to the table. It's uh, if you like, if you're into magical girl stuff, this game has a lot to offer. It's got a, a talented cast, lots mm -hmm. of wacky cutscenes, and uh, a very goofy story. As I said, involving yokai committing various dastardly crimes, like stealing <laughs> baked goods or trapping yes. people in paintings. Damn, not the cakes. Yeah. Would you say this is? Would you say this is more or less better or worse than Yokai Watch? <laughs> I haven't played Yokai Watch, so I have no idea. It's it's pretty fun. The anime is pretty decent too. Uh, it's it's a pretty fun game. It's it's a shame that level five kind of kind of fell out of uh, the popularity, file popularity because I think it was a really good, uh, really good. I guess I wouldn't say spinoff like a Pokemon inspired game, with a lot of really cool history behind it because they they like. To, but anyways, but we're not gonna we're not here to talk about 3ds games that failed. We're here to talk about Saturn games that failed. <laughs> no, that's right. But uh, Saturn failures only. Damn it. But yeah, speaking of uh, Magic Knight Ray Earth, uh, I think I, I was someone posted the article about it where the three girls in here were actually originally models for the Magic Knight Ray Earth characters and a lot of the ads they had. I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if it was specifically for the game or it was for the anime itself. I think it was for one of the games. I don't know if it was for the Saturn game. I think it, it might was have been... for. I think it was like it was definitely a Sega. Yeah, game. I think it was Game Gear or something. It might. Have yeah, been Game Gear. Gear. It was for a Game Gear thing. Yeah. That makes sense. So I thought that was kind of a funny, funny sort of nod, especially with the characters having similar ca colors to the Magic Knight Rareth girls. I think only one of them switched out the colors. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, there was an orange one. Yeah, in Omakase, there was an orange one. And in Magic Knight, it's just blue, green, and red. The mm -hmm. the, the good old CRT colors. So <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the um. So now, as far as accessibility i know i've played a lot of it dave you played some of it jason i think you're the only one amongst us five who's actually like gone and beaten the entire game so far i plan on beating it at some point i just haven't yet mm -hmm. um would you say this is pretty accessible for non-english speakers despite the heavy dialogue um the the language barrier is a challenge uh it's not an insurmountable mm -hmm. one though the majority of your time your goals are marked on the map and the combat sections don't require like particularly advanced strategies um, when I played it, I played it on stream and there was a couple of Japanese speakers watching. So when I did get stuck, uh, like I was able to get some hints, <laughs> nice. uh, which, which was very helpful, uh, because there are a couple of moments in which like you have to do something, but you don't actually have a, a mark on your map. And when that happens, it, it becomes, uh, if you don't know the language, it becomes a matter of just kind of walking around the town, clicking on everything until, until it works out. Right. I know that it when I'm, I'm about like a little more than halfway through it. And anytime I think I only got like really stuck a couple of times because the map was helpful enough. 
but I was actually able to use your stream VODs as like an, almost a little walkthrough. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I got stuck here. And mm -hmm. I'd scroll through the eight minutes of you talking to whoever the Japanese speaking person was in the in the chat, <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure it out. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, this is what they do. So at least having that online is still a good resource for anyone playing this game. And it doesn't have the ability to speak or read Japanese. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's definitely worth the uh, the moments of confusion if if this is a sort of game that appeals to you. Uh, like if if oh, stumbling yeah. around uh, a, a, a game world to watch wacky cutscenes of uh, magical girl nonsense uh, does mm -hmm. not appeal to you, then this is probably not the game for you. But I I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's delightful. I agree. <laughs> I, I really yeah. enjoy it. It's worth the figuring stuff out just to be able to continue the story and see the crazy cutscenes and really weird yokai crap that happens it's mm -hmm. it's very very entertaining yeah um, yeah the, this, the boss the fights are fun too yeah this the stop motion things like you know as a picture and they have the voice over that it kind of gives me like plumbers don't wear ties vibes except <laughs> good yeah <laughs> also i, I, I also i kind of like how they're they, they they're high school girls but they look nothing like high school girls it's like worse than the the sort of uh, the National Lampoon's like Dookie House, do Dookie House, do uh, whatever the National Lampoon's Van Van whatever. I have right. not watched that in the years. The actresses are clearly Dookie well their twenties, and they're supposed to be high school aged characters. Yeah. It's, it's funny. exactly. It's 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 kind of. I, I I honestly would say it's like a sort of a, a disbelief thing, but it's like well, I mean, we've done. I've seen worse, so I guess it's oh, not yeah. too awful. That happens in every corner of of the world, as far as acting goes. I mean, I'm a 30 year old playing a, a 15 year old high schooler. Like, yep. yeah. I honestly put on some makeup. You'll you'll be convincing enough. <laughs> wish somebody would uh, take an interest in translating this game. Someone <laughs> did. Think, really? Okay, so I, I I don't think it's like finalized Official. for sure. Someone's definitely doing it. But I was I was um, on DF Retro's stream of uh, I wasn't on it. I was like watching it and chatting with people. Mm -hmm. he, he recently streamed the the bulk slash uh, uh, translation project a few days ago as of this recording time mm -hmm. and um, I, someone they were talking about like oh what games people in the chat what games do you want to see translate and I'd mentioned omakase sabers and um, someone in the chat I don't know if that still survives um, I'm just kind of yeah the, the chat it. It replays, at the very very end chat replays still there yeah um, someone mentioned that they had looked into uh, translating it. And I know that at uh, Lacquerware, it was maybe it was Lacquerware or someone else with Bulk Slash also looked into how feasible it would be. And I think the text system in the, in the game's programming is um, a very difficult one to work with versus some of the other games that it's easier to get English text into the systems that the games use to get put the Japanese text on there. Um, that, you know, the ease of doing that varies by game. And in Omakase Savers, the way they had it set up made it relatively difficult. Oh. Um, so, but there is someone out there who's like looking into it. I can't remember who or what, but it's uh, it, the translation scene is aware of this game and aware of how neat it is. So uh, hopefully someone will go all the way and actually put in, you know, put in the man hours, put in the labor of love, put in the put in the time it'll take to get that going so so they the girls they have like this necklace right this pendant necklace and there's this little white ghost character that comes out i guess he's like a helper or something like that can it it, it reminds me a lot of yokai watch i was telling pat because in, yeah. in yokai watch you have a you have a watch and you can summon this white ghost that 
I swear it looks almost exactly like this. Uh, just the art style is a little different. But yeah, it's like this white ghost who's like your sidekick and also your like comic relief or whatever. Uh, so, I ever really like that character. I do. I love I love Yokai Watch. I think it's a great series. It's uh, so the idea of Yokai, um, these like monsters, mischief monsters creating havoc or chaos is like a really old concept and in, in uh, Japanese folklore. And this game made it accessible like in, in a game form. I think there have been TV shows that have done the same. And then, of course, Yokai Watch is like the modern take on it that's getting kids interested in that idea, kind of Pokemon style. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely saw so many similarities between this game and Yokai Watch, uh, minus, you know, obviously the cutscenes and the fact that they're girls and stuff like that. But uh, it's interesting. You, you, you can play a girl on a Yokai Watch, though. Um, well, I guess that's true. In the first yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. You can be Nate or whatever. What's her name is? Okay, I forgot well, what her name was. Well, anyway, we're not talking about Yokai Watch, but I, I just wanted to mention. I just wanted to mention that that there was like a, a lot of. Hey, hey, hey! It's <laughs> at five and below. You want you want to play Yokai Watch? Five bucks at five and below. Go buy it now before it's sold you get out. It now, <laughs> seriously, yeah, it's not going to be that. So, Jason, yeah, I, did I, you ever get that mini CD, or is that still no, no? Okay. There were there were two there were two. Uh, two listings for it on Amazon. Oh. Uh, one of them was $132. One of them was $135. Yeah, okay, that's uh, a lot. And it was a lot of money. One of them did sell. Someone bought one really? of them, or that's it was insane. the listing was taken down, and the other one then shot up to $150. Oh. Uh, I was kind of hoping that maybe one of them would go down in price at some point, and I could grab it. But uh, no, $100 plus for a mini CD of the soundtrack to omakase savers it's probably <laughs> no <laughs> probably an irresponsible purchase and i did not make yeah. it but i would love i would love to get a rip of that at that some or point. serious dedication <laughs> yeah either or um i totally get i feel the exact same way about <laughs> whether or not 150 dollars is worth it for that that would be <laughs> not yeah. uh, if, if you yeah. send me the listing of it i could probably keep an eye on yahoo auctions japan and uh yeah if i get if i end up finding it for not less than $132, I'll send it your way, Jason. You can go ahead and rip that and listen to all the anime musical musical stuff that you want. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been keeping a, an eye on uh, the Yahoo Auctions Japan and also the Mercari Japan uh, hmm. because there was one copy that sold on uh, Mercari uh, at some point in the, in the past for a reasonable price, but it was years ago. So Just maybe another one will, will pop up again. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, some background info for the listeners. Um, it's detailed in the article we have on our website, but when they made this video game, Omakase Savers, they tried getting the trio of, of uh, actresses to uh, do this musical group called Feel, uh, mm -hmm. where they would sing the theme song to this game, and I assume they might have had some other songs that they'd sing too, and they had like performances and videos, and they sold this, you know, the soundtrack on this mini CD under Feel, kind of like how they tried to make... Uh, like the Sega music thing in America happened with um, the the uh, the bygone dogs and Cyber Speedway and all that. It's kind of a mirrored uh, tactic, and and just like the bygone dogs, feel did not take off. <laughs> so I I imagine very few of these mini CDs exist, at least um, in terms of what auctions that were able to easily go to on like Western internet places. So, well, mm -hmm. let's hope it doesn't end up like the Neo Geo uh, pocket color uh, prototypes that are probably going to be going gone to the void now. Oh uh, yeah, I know. Rip. That's the big sad R.I.P. Magician Lord Two. That's right. 
but uh but yeah i tried to play a little bit of it i could not figure out how to play it i got lost like dave oh, did shit. but <laughs> it's re it's really good i think i'm gonna do like a, a play with jason thing where i'll put the i'll put the video on one screen and, or, his video <laughs> on one screen and then the game the other but and i'll i'll play it with jason we'll we'll see if we can get further that worked for me. I was able to like I was able to play it by myself and then occasionally just scroll through his videos and find out where I got stuck and how he progressed. And that that worked out. Uh, if you did a play along to the stream, you know, that would probably work fine, too. <laughs> it's quite literally a let's with, play. You'd get stuck with Jason whenever he gets stuck. Exactly. I, I spend like an hour, spend like like 20 minutes just forwarding through his videos where it's like it's like he's still stuck, still stuck. OK, some guy talked to him about, it. OK, this is where. Yeah, I yeah, go. yeah. That's pretty much how it went. Um, be the name of the channel get unstuck with jason <laughs> so what are your guys's favorite things about this game like right off the top uh the vibes the, the vibe. crazy antics yeah um i mean it's it's enjoyable in the same sense that animal crossing is enjoyable to its fans it's mm -hmm. you, you don't play you don't play this game for its intense well-designed action uh focused gameplay you play this because you want to figure out who stole all those ding dang cakes and thwart the ghosts <laughs> that are tormenting this this very vibrant colorful little japanese town like you 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 want you, you want to see all the crazy magical girl cutscenes and the 90s cheesiness that comes with it like that's that's why you one would want to play this game and for that reason if that sounds like something that you like to any degree this is worth checking out for sure definitely weird but in a good way Jason, you've beat it. What were your favorite parts about it? Um, I did. I did really enjoyed the uh, the boss fights because there's like little yeah. there's little video clips that come up every time you execute a move, uh, <laughs> and it's it's an interesting way of of uh, presenting a game like this where you have the uh, the sprite art, but then every time you actually uh, activate an attack, there's a, a video clip that plays on screen, and it's I haven't really seen a whole lot of games do battles like that and so that's that's definitely a, a unique aspect to this game that was a lot of fun yeah i really i really just love i just really just love the the style of it i'm not i mean it, it's kind of like like if the if they made a magical girls live action thing a live action series it kind of felt like that even though it technically mm -hmm. i guess kind of is so i guess it is already one but i just like the like just like the cool pick portraits and stuff it's kind of it yeah. has its own little charm to it, like plumbers wear, don't wear ties, except, like I said, good. <laughs> except right. good. Except this one's good. <laughs> exactly, and not plain awful. But, yeah, there's a, definitely a charm to it. I really think I'd love to play and beat. But, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, I don't know, like all the characters are really cool. They have their own unique personalities, at least from what I could tell. I can't really understand what they're saying, but I just, I just assume that. Yeah, the cast is very so. talented and uh, uh, do, does a great job giving you an idea of, of who they are even when you can't understand the language like it's very trope heavy but they're not bad actresses like they do a good job at what they've they're seeking out to do mm -hmm. like like you can you can match their personalities to the powerpuff girls instantly but yeah. it's still very entertaining <laughs> i i love it it's it's just it's fun yeah there's something there's something about a a a, a woman-led trio group that uh, is just pretty awesome i don't know like all like ma the magic night knights, uh, omakase savers, powerpuff girls. Oh yeah, all good stuff. If you're looking to collect, uh, this one varies in price. Complete uh, between thirty and eighty bucks on eBay. Just scrolling through this, 
so one guy's trying to sell it sealed for a hundred plus seventeen for shipping. That's the um, water water graded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me no, it is not. <laughs> well, that that would we'd be a whole another extra. Hour That's another podcast. For the... <laughs> That's uh, no, I can make jokes. You can. <laughs> what will oh, happen, Dave? What will happen, Dave? Is though someone will someone will write on the back of it and marker and then seal it up. There you go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it's relatively affordable if you're willing to put in it, put down dozens of dollars on a single game. Um, and, uh, or you I don't can think get a lot of Yahoo copies exist. Japan for pennies on the dollar and just have to worry about shipping. Exactly. Yeah. That too. Um, I think there was actually, uh, one of the sources that one of Jason's viewers found. Yeah, here it is. Someone on Jason's discord server found a source that, um, indicates it sold just over 18,000 copies. So that would make hmm. me assume that only about 18,000 or so copies exist. Um, so, yeah. yeah, that's pretty small considering the Saturn base in Japan. Yep. Hopefully yeah, that we, okay. we don't shoot up the price just by talking about it. But, you know, oh, well. Hey, you know what? Let's hope. got to talk about it. Yeah. We'll get Jason, you bought it. this one. You own this one. Mm-hmm. Physically, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Did you spend thirty bucks on it? Or was this one of those five dollar games back then? I don't, I, I don't remember uh, exactly oh, okay. how much it was. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, it's right gone on. up in price, but uh, it was, it was worth every dollar, whatever I paid. Yeah, absolutely. In all, in all honesty, though, it's kind of weird because it, like, it goes from high to low to high again. Because like when it first start, when you first import, like when we talked to Sega Lord X, you were saying, oh, he was paying uh, tons of money for really bad games. And the games that are like pennies nowadays, but now it's like some of those games that were pennies are now worth a lot. So it's kind of like a, a funny pendulum of sorts. Yep, it is. Anything else anybody wants to say about uh, Omakase Savers? I think folks should give it a spin. I think they should, if they have like an ODE or something, they should just download it and check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. Definitely more people should uh, should play it. Yeah, it's definitely a weird one, but the weirdness is what the char- uh, is what a charm of it is. Is mm-hmm. it's the charm out. of it, man. I'm yes. sounding like Yoda now. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh ma kase savers savers. savers. All right. Jeez. Yeah. It's good stuff. You gotta have like the swing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the swing. Yeah. You gotta have the swing. Why don't we move on to the next game? And actually, yeah, um, Mechanical Violator Hakaider, Last Judgment. And I have to say that, listen to that stream, I love the way that Jason says the title a lot better than I do. He, like, says it a lot better. I don't know. Like, How do you say I, it? Do you remember? I, I do not remember. <laughs> he's like, he's like Hakaida or something. Like You're that. on the Hakaida. spot. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Probably, yeah. But good. anyways... This is uh, this one is probably the most interesting game that I researched. It's based off the 1972 property Kikaider, which where a said character where a said character Hakaider is the antihero and villain, similar to 
think like the green power ranger initially mm. were sort of the anti-hero and sort of more like a villain role and weirdly enough he was actually the inspir uh the the hakaider is the inspiration for darth vader according to george lucas that's just bananas really <laughs> that's that's yeah crazy. wow things i did not know yeah that's not, yeah, that's not a joke either. Apparently, he was. Uh, yeah, I'll put a link in there. I'll probably put in the description if you guys want to look it up. If you look it up, but uh, it's a sequel to the 1995 film Mechanical Violator Hakaider. Ten years after the events of the film, Jesus Town is attacked by a robot named Waruder, and Hakaider is defeated. Disgraced, Hakaider retreats and repairs himself. And ventures back to Jesus Town to reclaim his right arm and save the city. <laughs> Hold up. Jesus Town is that? I, I, I thought I misheard you. I think it's pronounced Jesus Town, but I could be wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love your description. This is great. Keep going. But yeah. uh, th there's also a funny thing. I think Jason brought up that they kept saying Jesus throughout it. Mm -hmm. And I think the name of his weapon is called the Jesus Hand. The Jesus <laughs> Fist or something. <laughs> So like like I heard it and it's like I was like did they say Jesus fist or Jesus hand? <laughs> so that was pretty funny and it, I just like the he's like they keep saying Jesus a lot don't they? Jesusu. <laughs> yeah, it's like Jesus arm or G Jesus uh, <laughs> Jesus fist or Jesus something I don't know. There's a lot of Jesus probably Jesus. Uh, may the Lord be with you and also with you whatever. Uh, but the the the. <laughs> But the genre is a combination of a light gun shooter and an RPG. RPG, it, I guess maybe text adventure, like a light novel. And boy, gee, is it violence. Uh, oh, yes. yes. You're not kidding. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jason, did you want to tell us a little bit about how you came across this game and your experiences with it? Uh, most of the games that I, I uh, come across... Like, there's a, a video game database that I use, VG Collect, uh, and I like kind of scrolling through just all of the Saturn releases and looking at the cover art. Just kind of like you would do uh, at, a, at a game store, you know, you look at the cover, and it's like, is, is this interesting? Maybe. I'll I buy love it. VG Collect. Yeah, so I, I would I would go through that list, and uh, I would uh, I saw this game on it, thought it was inter looked interesting. Looked it up on eBay, uh, bought bought a copy. It wasn't particularly expensive when I got it. I don't I don't know how much it is now, but you, you got to put that that warning with every uh, every Saturn game. The price has oh, yeah. probably gone up, no matter what game it is. But uh, I saw this one, thought it might be interesting to stream, got it, and it was interesting. It's a it's a great game. Uh, I don't know if this comparison is going to help anyone because the game I'm going to compare it to is another obscure game from Japan, but. Uh, Mechanical Violator Hakaida Last Judgment is the Death Crimson 2 of the Sega Saturn. Uh, not to be confused with Death Crimson OX, a totally different game. Uh, but uh, uh, like the world-famous Dreamcast game Death Crimson 2, uh, Mechanical Violator Hakaida Last Judgment. It, uh, it blends light gun sections with adventure game elements. It's, it's fun. You walk around pre-rendered environments, click on things, talk to people. And then at various points, you're in a light gun shootout blasting, like, 3D rendered sprites. And, mm -hmm. you know, the light you're gun... blasting putties, yeah. Like the putties from Power Rangers. Yeah, and, you know, the light gun fighting is pretty good. You know, I've, I've played a lot of uh, Saturn light gun games, and some of them are, uh, you know, they're trying. But <laughs> this, this one is confident, and I had a lot of fun playing it. I've got to tell Dave, he's playing it right now. Double tap the B button to reload. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. was about to say that. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I was like, I was. I remember watching Jason. It's like, how the hell do you reload? <laughs> yeah, it, it took me a few moments to to realize that. Yeah, I, I, I played it with the light gun itself. Um, unfortunately, the capture I did of it is the thing that the light gun does is flash on the screen. So, and my main my main weapon was the rapid fire gun. So. I think I might have to recapture it with the controller so I don't seize out our seize out our audience. So I apologize for that audience that are watching the video right now. I think I'm gonna record it with the game the, the controller so you don't seize out. So we're very concerning here, but the next game we're gonna play, I'm there's there's a lot of editing on this video portion. There's gonna be, especially with the next game we talk about. But overall I really enjoyed the game. I was surprised, even though I didn't understand anything, I felt connected to the characters. Even though they kicked me out of their bar instantaneously when I walked into it, <laughs> there is a connection there. There is there is some sort of lovingness, some some sort of uh, uh, commiss commissar commissarily commissar commiss something commissutra. That one, but, yeah. that's the one you were looking for. Sure, that word. Commissutra. <laughs> Why not? But, uh, but yeah, the the villains are interesting because they all have. I mean, obviously, it's a uh, it's like a uh, super sentai esque esque thing property. Yeah. So all the characters are, are, of course, looking like Super Sentai characters. Like this uh, one guy Dave's playing, it's like a horse, like a knight, a bishop that has yeah. a funny He's accent. He's got like an arachnid bottom with a horse top half, and it's a mech. It's like really <laughs> wild. It's, it's crazy. Any yeah. any Ultraman or Power Rangers fan is just going to go nuts over this game. Like It's definitely up your alley if you're into that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it plays, it, it's real similar. It reminded me of, like, a Maximum Force and Area 51, Area 51 for PlayStation. Yeah. Mm. And uh, so if you like those, this one just that graphically looks really similar. And mm. then the characters are a lot of fun to fight. Uh, the cutscenes uh, reminded me of, like, an old Sega CD game. It was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. I get the impression that it comes off. I mean, like, if I was a native Japanese speaker, it would come off as kind of uh, cheesy, you know, like trying to be very cool and just like just like Area Fifty One comes off to us as as and we and it's so yes. it's so good, you know, because of that. But I have a feeling that like because of the language barrier, it just seems kind of all awesome to me. <laughs> but I, don't, I think if I was actually Japanese, this would be cheesier than it, than it even is as an American. But yeah, it, I agree with Ben. Like the gameplay is very reminiscent of Maximum Force or uh, or Area Fifty One, just with a very like Japanese, you know, Japanese tinge to it on on all fronts. You know, from the cutscenes to the 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 bosses that you fight and stuff. One of the things I really liked is its point and click adventure sections in between shooting levels, mm -hmm. and if you're using the light gun four arrows will appear on the top, bottom, and left, right sides of the screen. And you have to shoot, you know, if you want to turn left, you shoot left. If you want to go up, you, you shoot up and you move forward. And it's uh, like, uh, it's it's not a point and click adventure. It's a point and shoot adventure. And yeah. you, <laughs> you talk to people and um, they'll spit some Japanese at you. And then, and then occasionally, oh no, this giant purple predator looking thing comes out. Like Barney and Predator had a had a, a weird lab baby and grew up into this this terrible villain in this um, a Super Sentai light gun game and now you got to Now you got to kill him. Why is he there? You don't know. You don't speak Japanese unless you do. Then you know. But uh, the point well, you're is very well versed in the in the in the right Hider series. Yep, and a, a little warning to light gun users: um, you the start button does not pause the game. 
it just switches your weapon. So I I, found, I didn't know that there were multiple weapons until I tried pausing the game and it didn't work. And I was like, uh oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> and then it yeah. got good. The optimal way you want to play this though is the light gun in the first control slot and the controller in the second slot. To and the thing that with the light gun though is that uh, you'll be navigating, talking in the menus, and like you'll have your controller in your hand like this. All suddenly, because it doesn't warn you that there's going to be a shooting scene sometimes, so yeah, they're playing they like, just oh, shit, oh crap, and you have to pick up the light gun, <laughs> and hopefully you don't you don't get blasted away. So, it's so very... for any of our viewers that are or listeners that are going to play this game, keep in mind that uh, we also had to remind Dave about this about the reload is the double tap on the B. Um, yeah. When you're playing the game, the C button's going to shoot and the A button's going to change your gun. But if you don't know about the reload, then you're thinking that you're actually reloading with the A button, and then you're going to get really confused. But the, That's uh, what the happened button. to me. Because <laughs> yeah. I played it with the It'll... light gun, and, I, and now I'm trying to play it with the pad, and I was like, okay, how do I reload? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like the save, the save function for some reason. Like, you can... I don't know how they do this, but you can point at the, the gun at the save the boxes, and it will highlight it. And I was really surprised that it was able to do that. Oh, yeah. So the way light guns in Saturn works. So, like, a lot of people know about, like, the duck hunt gun where it, it I, I don't know the exact science, but it detects whether or not you're shooting at, like, the certain colored square when the mm -hmm. screen flashes. Right. right. Um, Saturn's, and I think the Sega CD gun, and pretty much any fifth gen light gun uses cathode ray timing instead of sequential targeting. So every, you know, our, our NTSC monitors that we all know and love operate at 60 frames per second. And every every frame, every 60th of a second, that cathode ray is zooming across left to right, top to bottom, drawing the frame. And the phosphor in the light gun is capable of picking up where that um, that electron ray is. And then it times out where, like, it, it, it knows how long it takes to go through a frame. And depending on how long it took to detect the phosphor, to detect the electron, that's how it knows where you're pointing the gun. So that's how we get, like the cursor in Virtua Cop or the ability to shoot stuff in this particular game without the screen flashing white. You'll still see it flash white because that gives you a more accurate, like that. that's easier for the gun to pick up if the screen's flashing white. It's easier for it to detect the really, yeah. really, really fast um, cathode ray. So if that made any sense to anybody, that's that's how it works. Right. That's to me. I, I like the way that you say cathode, cathode. 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 <laughs> cathode. Cathode. The call of cathode. That's, that's one of those words I've only ever read. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for teaching me. <laughs> the slow-mo guys actually, yeah, the slow-mo guys actually did an episode about how they explored how a TV works, cathode ray yeah. tube and whatnot. And they go into depth about this whole uh, um, cathode, cathode. The, cathode. Uh, the cathode sweeping. My favorite, my favorite <laughs> I got to revoice the video now. Yeah, exactly. And so how the signal goes through and it'll make the light gun uh, situation make a little better sense. It's pretty brilliant. But it also explains why these light gun games don't work on these uh, newer televisions. I can definitely see what now the whole Darth Vader and Stormtroopers thing, because you, you got these like white, you got these white soldiers that look like Stormtroopers kind of. Yeah. And then, the, yeah, I can I can see that now. That's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of funny. So if you ever want want to win a, a trivia quiz game, guys, and say what the inspiration for Darth Vader is, just say uh, Hakaider. Hakaider. Jason, did you beat this game, or did you just play it for a couple hours and call it good? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got to the end. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, how long did it take? Uh, I got to the end in one stream, so... Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, it would have been, like, it's a little under two hours. 
Okay, so I, I gotta ask, there's this level where you're in, like, a prison, and there's, like, good guys behind prison bars oh, that if yeah. you shoot them, you lose health, and then there's bad yeah. guys that jump right in front of them, so, like, mm. you'll put a couple into the bad guy, and then you'll just, you'll hit the guy behind, and you'll hit the yeah. good guy. The hit, direction, like a... the hit detection's pretty garbage in that game. <laughs> it, yeah. I, I even hit them with a light gun, so I think it's just shit hit detection. How'd you, how'd you, uh... Get around that one, Jason. Dude. I don't remember. I do remember okay. definitely hitting them the first time. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then I think I had to replay it, and I, I did some other strategy. And yeah, I think I didn't hit them, but maybe I still killed them. I don't... <laughs> I, I yeah. don't remember. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, because I was very upset at having killed the poor people locked away in cages. I know, I felt bad too. <laughs> And then I kept dying because of it, so yeah. I felt extra bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the trick is to get as much health as you can and perfect the, the, the level before, and then going with full health, so that way once you kill a citizen, you can keep going. Nice, you just go in guns blazing and... Yeah, I really, it was pretty easy. I really only died on the, on the, uh, the first part when I was trying to get used to the controls. After that, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, I, do, I did get dinged with those, the citizens quite a bit, so... You know, Jason, I'm surprised you felt bad about the, the, the situation with harming those prisoners, given your playthrough of Wing Commander on the 3DO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a kill everyone kind of run. Uh, it wasn't yeah. intentional, but it, it turned into that. <laughs> I, I need to do a Paragon run like that in Mass Effect, going back to that, and just, like, punch the... Well, I punched Caraman on every playthrough, Paragon or not, or the, the, the interviewer lady, and... Uh, oh, yeah. Just like kill everybody off, blow up. I actually did in and bringing down the skies. I accidentally did a, a a renegade option when I killed those citizens because I thought he it was like I'm gonna because it's like a I don't know if you remember that where it's like he's holding them hostage. And like, oh, I, I think thought, I remember this one. And I thought yeah. it was a bluff. Like I'm gonna blow them up. And I was like, and I said, I said I'm I'm gonna let anybody die to get you. And then he blows them up. It's like ooh, I'm gonna restart that one. I'm gonna escape scum that. But but anyways, yeah, I would I would totally do that for my my next playthrough. I was looking through the uh, video footage of my playthrough, and uh, I did I did actually kill all of the people in the cages. So <laughs> I, I did not find a strategy to not kill them. The strategy was to get them out of the way, then shoot the person, the people in front of them. That's right. But to be fair, though, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that that would be Kaiter's mo. He's an anti-hero, so he yeah. doesn't care who gets collateral damage in the way. It's all about stopping them back. Actually, he probably insists that the prisoners probably deserved it in some way. He might. So I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch the movie and I'll let you guys know. Sick. Just thank joking. You. I probably won't, but you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll say I I'll say I did, and then hopefully people will believe me. Get it yeah. on VCD. There you go. Watch oh, it on your Saturn. My eyes. As far as like <laughs> how well designed the gameplay is, you know, as far as Lycan games go, this certainly isn't in the caliber of Virtua Cop or anything, but it's definitely not like a bad light gun game i think it's highly playable and very entertaining um, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun and i really love the character designs and oh, yeah. I, I would say the story if i could understand it but the only thing i know <laughs> is that tv guy got gunned down so i was kind of sad about that and you don't need you don't seem to need to know japanese to get through like the point and click adventure bits and you just kind of click on through and be like okay you're talking and it eventually you'll be able to just get your way to an action sequence at some point so mm -hmm. Unless, Jason, did you run into any language barriers that, like, severely got in the way of you at all? No. There was a couple of times in which a character asked me a question, but uh, I don't know if I answered correctly or if there was no incorrect answer. Sure. Uh, 
So I, I didn't run into any barriers like that. That's good. No, very good, very good game though. I I and I'm having so much fun. This is one that I'll I'll like actually go through and beat later. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with it having a save feature and it not being particularly long, provided I can get through the prison sequence. So it's pretty easy. Just 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 get good at it and you'll be good. It's like Dark Souls. <laughs> just get right good. on. I'll just get good. Thanks, but it Pat. is nice that it has a save feature. That that's that not is. that's yeah. not a standard feature in a lot of these old light gun games. No, not at all. Yeah. Certainly the first one I've played that has a save feature. Yeah. And it's much better than Death Crimson. <laughs> much, <laughs> much better than uh, Henry Explorers too. <laughs> so or or Crypt Killer or whatever you Corpse yeah, killer. Oh, yeah. that's the best Lycan game ever made. <laughs> oh, the the Lycan game that doesn't support the Lycan certainly, game. Certainly the most expensive Lycan game ever made, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely no Death Crimson, but uh, I'd, I'd recommend checking out Death Crimson 2 if you like uh, oh, right. Mechanical Violator <laughs> Heidecker. Yeah. Hell yeah, I, I certainly will. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, same. I'm going after it. Um, If you're a collector, and again, cliff note prices vary, especially uh, through time, but this one's not too bad. You can get a complete copy for about 27 30 bones. Um, some people are selling it sealed for a nice $69 uh, or best nice. offer. Um, uh, but again, you know, proceed with caution if you're listening to this and using this as a price guide. This is going to be a total of 69 and 420 cents. <laughs> 420 cents. Exactly. What'll be really fun is if we come back to this podcast in a year and uh, we're listening to these prices that we're listing. Like, oh my god, they're they were that low. We <laughs> yeah, did that. We did that with uh, right. we did that with a couple games on the earlier cast when we did the podcast retrospective. We 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 talked about Pen's Dragon Saga being five hundred dollars. Oh boy, what naive <laughs> time that was. <laughs> god, jeez. And we were upset at that five hundred dollars. <laughs> we were like <laughs> outraged. <laughs> yeah, with five hundred. Now it's like it's like that one. I don't know if you ever seen the gorilla picture of the gorilla that just slams the keyboard down. It's like him looking and just slams it with his fist. Mm-hmm. It kind of, that's kind of like my reaction to a lot of that stuff. It's like just destroy the keyboard. Right, right. Anything else that anybody wants to say about Hakaida? Hakaida. I, I like the way that Jason says it. Thank you. Jason. Yeah, what's going on with his head? It like glows red or something like that, or is that just hair? His crazy hair. He's just got a good head game. He's just got yeah. I don't know. Cause I on the on the front cover of the game, I think there it's a picture of his head and it's like glowing red or something like that. So but yeah. again, again, I don't understand because I can't I don't know if that's like his power <laughs> or something. I think it's like a like a brain. I'm looking at other pictures of him and it, I think it's like a brain and a glass thing, like uh ah. like Mojo Jojo, you know, like that kind of thing. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. Why don't we move on to the next game? Uh, the last, the, the last, and I wish it was least. It's the least in my book now. Steam Hearts, <laughs> the uh, infamous and emphasis on infamous uh, shoot 'em up, vertical shoot 'em up on the Saturn. Uh, technically, it wasn't released first on the Saturn. That was going to be on the PC ninety eight and March fifteenth, nineteen ninety four. And if you know anything about the games that are released on the PC ninety eight, you definitely know what kind of game this is going to be, folks. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, smut shmup. 
Shmut <laughs> him up. Shmut him up. Yeah, I like that. That's I that's like a good that. one. That's a genre. That, uh, that that's that's just been coined, Jason. Thank you. Uh, released on March twenty second, nineteen ninety six, on the PC Engine, and September twenty third, nineteen ninety eight, on the Saturn. So right on the death heel of the Saturn was that game. Weird, t weird date stuff. Uh, don't know why anyone want to play that game in 98 versus 94, but, you know, whatever. Affordability, I guess. Uh, plot is set in the world where the where the people of the world are infected with a virus, altering their behavior. Two siblings, Bo and intersex sibling Fala, are immune to it and set out to fight it. Uh, and I, the way that they fight it is kind of interesting. Yeah. After each each boss defeated, Blow and Fala interact with the woman. Blow a... <sighs> I, I want to hear what you say. I'm really curious. <sighs> oh, it, it's a read. I, you want to <laughs> read it? I, I, I can do it. You, no, I, you need to... Uh, uh, how, 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 blue, how blue can you get here? <laughs> well, oh, he blows a lot. He blows quite a bit, actually. Blow uh, does blow. He, uh, blow... So this is a direct quote. Blow ejaculates into the boss's character to cure them from the virus. That is a direct quote from the wiki. That is, uh, that is it. So when I first started playing this game, I, I couldn't understand it, so I just assumed, oh, he's, it's, you know, you know those, like, the Japanese, like, the funny, wacky Japanese, like, oh, they're doing something sexual, but it's really something innocent, like, you know, cleaning something up. I thought it was that, like, maybe he, like, does a special move. But no, it straight up says, "Oh, he actually he he has sex with them." So yeah, they uh, the the two siblings have their way with the boss in a cutscene mm -hmm. after every boss is defeated. The cutscenes are single frame, like slideshow style. They take forever to get through. They will last longer than you. Yep. Um, Yikes! <laughs> I'm not touching that one. And yeah. um, in the PC uh, 80, 90, sorry, PC ninety eight. Um, the cutscenes are a little more uh, detailed, whereas on the Saturn port, they toned it down a bit. And uh, in what way do the they nipples. tone it down, Nick? Well, <laughs> I want you to enlighten us. They erase the nipples. They open it in Photoshop, use the, the clone stamp tool, and nipple erase remover. out the nipples. So <laughs> The nipple remover tool, my favorite Photoshop <laughs> Adobe design. So it's just that, and that's, that's how it's censored. Um, you know, I, as far as like... So I, you know, I, I played through most of the game. I didn't beat it. Um, as far as porn games go, it's whatever. It's like that's that's whatever. If that's your thing, okay. But in this particular game, at the end of boss four, the cutscene that plays out is a little forceful. Probably something that they wouldn't get away with nowadays, and shouldn't get away with nowadays. Um, so I don't know. I feel like there's a whole thesis that could be written about the twisting the game does to make the, the good and noble heroes, people who travel the universe, assaulting cat girls. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, is, this game's certainly not unique in that sort of twisting, but it, it uh, it's there's there's a lot to unpack with all this. There is, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah it's a little rapey. I, it it just... is, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a, a wow. Someone uh, said it. I guess... Thank you, Ben. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say a little. I think I think a little would be an understatement. I think like, a I think lot would be an four understatement. is a straight up rape scene. Like, yeah, I don't speak Japanese, so I don't understand what they're saying. But I think the end of Boss Four is like a straight up rape scene. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to speak Japanese in knowing that context of what he's doing. I right. don't think he knows Japanese to understand that. 
so yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, I felt uncomfortable playing Steam Hearts, <laughs> the, and uh, but going into the gameplay of it, um, you know, totally ignoring the um, the cutscenes. Uh, so it's a vertical shooter. The power ups work kind of like in Raiden, where there's like a there's a, there's the Vulcan, where it's like the bullet spray, and then there's the laser, which is like a straight shot laser beam, and you can alternate between the two of them depending on which one you collect and continue to power up. And then you get these sub weapons that are, are kind of work in a neat way. Um, there's like one sub weapon that's like the sword from Radiant Silver Gun, and you move it around your ship when you're not holding fire. And um, there's another where it's like you know homing lasers. There's another where it's like gives you a little little circle buddy that like revolves around your ship and can shoot stuff. And then instead of bombs, you uh, blow up your your sub weapon. So like if, in the case of the sword. If you hit the bomb button, it becomes a big, giant sword that takes it the entire screen, and you, you can kill everything just by moving in a circle. And then if it's like the, um, in one of them, your ship becomes super duper fast when you press the bomb button for like 10 seconds, and you're invincible, and then you can like, you know, just run into things and blow them up. And there's also like um, a speed boost button. If you press R, your ship gets a little boost, so that makes dodging some of the bullets a little easier. My gripes with the gameplay come strictly with um, how the enemy fleets are designed. This is a very easy shmup game. If you're decent at shmups, you can you, you'll be able to beat this game. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's. I'd have to be a little bit harsher. I think it's a rather boring shmup, and it is. As much, I mean, the the only cool thing is that that the the weapon thing. But I mean, Cotton Two already did it better, so I would argue that half of the gameplay can be played blindfolded with success, because it's yeah. just that poorly designed. It's really too basic as far as like shoot 'em ups go. If you're a shoot 'em up fan, this is one that you're going to want to try just because it's so popular and people talk about it. But when you get into the gameplay and you're actually playing it, the um, the criteria for what makes a good shoot 'em up, none of it is really here. I like agree. you can you can see the basis behind it, like the um, uh, the Kaido sword weapon or the way they do the other weapons, but it's it just doesn't feel very polished. It, it's way too simple. You're just going to fling through the we, uh, the levels. and um, Just hold down C and win. That's all you need to do. Yeah, I feel like most of the time, as long as you're shooting, you're fine. It's not yeah. the only, a lot the only boss that was Yeah, the only boss that was really bull was the, 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 one, the one lady that sucks you in and it's like just keeps doing damage to you with the, the, the big sphere thing. Oh, that's the way you got to use the speed boost. That's the one where the game forces you to learn speed boost. Fair. So, yeah. Hey, what are your thoughts on it? Sorry about that, Jason. Oh no, I was I was just saying that it's uh it's it's a very yeah it is a very easy game. Like I'm not good at shmups, but it, when I was uh playing this for the to get ready for the stream or, or the the podcast, uh, I, I had no problem getting through it. It was <laughs> yeah. I, I have I have no skill at these games, but it, it was it was it was pretty simple. Yeah, you, yeah. If you just hold fire and then move left and right repeatedly you'll get through a lot of the game. Um, and uh, the hit points, you get like a health bar and you get a generous amount of like health power up items to regenerate your health bar. So yeah, this is, it's it's too easy. It's so easy that it becomes boring. I see um, uh, Dave is playing the, the game for us um, and he has just gotten to a cutscene. <laughs> yeah, I have to say this is probably the most boring, like, I'm gonna be honest. This is the longest drawn out part of the game. Like the the, the intro cutscenes and this cutscene, I literally was bored watching this. I put down my controller and looked at my phone. Yeah, I get ah ha ha. They're naked. That's that's fun. That's cool. But like it just drags on and it's just a slideshow. Like there's no interaction. It's just voiceovers that I can't understand over picture books. It's like it's like plumbers don't wear ties, except even worse. 
<laughs> so you said you need more frames of animation, Pat? <laughs> like, like just something. Give more me something. More of a visual. Like, <laughs> like just, it's not. You don't this. even need. It's you don't even need the nipples. Just like make it like entertaining in some aspect. Uh, I I will say this much: if this is if porn games are your thing, you're probably going to be playing this with both hands on the controller. Yeah, like seriously, this so, is wah, this is wah. probably yeah. This is probably the worst. Not not only that, they're just problematic to begin with, and hasn't aged well at all. Let and yeah, a lot of the themes just do not age well. The ra rapiness of it just makes it like really not okay. Um, yeah, I'm I not gonna wanna... kid you. Like the last time I the last time I was playing this, I felt physically because Pat yeah. Pat and I were talking about <laughs> it uh, on the like the best of thing, and we were talking about it on the Shiro show. I was playing it. My wife comes behind. She's like, what the hell are you playing? <laughs> she's like, I'm, I mean, like, no offense, but like, what the hell are you playing? It's research. Like, I have no excuse. I have no excuse. I'm just like, I'm sorry. It, uh, I can't defend it. Garbage. I cannot defend it. <laughs> Listen, if you, if you want a good porn visual novel game, just go on Steam. There's hundreds of them that are better than this one. There's and actually morally inept. So Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I wouldn't know, but. There's even better like adult like like uh like hentai shmups out there that are way better that yeah. are more classic and tasteful than this one. So I don't know how we we covered this before in the shmup cast, but we went very little into it because we had like a bunch of games. That's why I kind of wanted to revisit this one because I think mm -hmm. I kind of like the since the smaller list of games we can go more in depth about them and talk about their problems and their and the plus side. But to be honest, this one's just more problems than anything. I think it's good that we finally no. given this like a like a deep like a totally objective like okay here's what's going on in this game look um, I think especially with uh, you know I hate to use the antiquated you know, cliched saying how far we've come or whatever as like mm -hmm. a, yeah. you know but uh, as far as that goes um, yeah, I I think that old people shouldn't really give this game the time of day anymore <laughs> um, it's it, it's yeah. it's an important piece of history in the sense that like wow this happened. Um, but you know, I, you know, I personally think it's time to put this game to rest, at least from, from a Shiro perspective. It's definitely like there, there are so many great shmups on the Saturn that it, um, you know, there are, there's except a lot. for, except for like the, the shock factor or whatever. It's just, uh, it leaves so much to be desired in terms of, I think it's I, I think bad. I first heard like about this on, yeah. on the racket boy, you know, racket boy. He, that's you know, where like, I first saw I, it too, I think yeah. I, that's where I first heard of it. And I was like, okay, another shmup. And it doesn't, it's not half bad looking you know the sprite work is good the art the 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 panels the art panels are good the yeah. um it looks flashy but then pat's right when you get into it it's like a slideshow it's kind of overwrought you know uh it's just it goes way too far it, it steps over too many lines and you're just like okay like i feel dirty playing this yeah yeah and it's not that great of a shmup you know so you're just like why am i even why am i wasting an hour or two on this, you know, when I could be playing like Guardian Force, or when I could be playing, I don't know, list anything, almost any other, Ray, Ray Storm, <laughs> Ray Crisis, uh, Slayer Section. Yeah, Game Tengoku. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Game Tengoku is a way better game than this. It's the best, yeah. one of the better shmups. But if you guys, if you guys are curious and you have to satisfy your curiosity, check it out. I think you'll agree with us. I think you'll get yeah. into it. You'll agree with us, and you'll be like, okay, been there, done that. Yep. It's got and it got poor reviews yep. back in the day as well. So I think it like maybe five out of tens. There's like one one magazine that gave it like a a four out of five, but I don't think they were thinking with their heads, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. 
Nope. They were I'll be honest with you though, with this kind of with this kind of uh, artistry behind it, uh, and they could have done so much more with this game. Honestly, there's so much potential here. The gameplay that, had some good ideas. They just were very yeah. poorly executed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the I like the brother and sister team kind of thing. If they didn't make this a porn game, if they had actually like <laughs> kind of been more serious, taken it more seriously, and actually done some cool stuff with it, I think that it could have been a much better game. I feel like I could have I could have defended like sexual content in the game, but it is it is almost entirely just sexual assault. So yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from start to finish, that's exactly that's, that's what the game is. You 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 play four minutes of shmup and then watch seven minutes of still images of sexual assault of cat girls and right. Yeah. you know, if, I mean, if that if that sounds great to you, then maybe check out this game. But it, it, <laughs> I, yeah, I, it I will defend most of the garbage on the Sega Saturn. I, I oh do, yes, I same. do genuinely love uh, uh, nearly every game on the system. But uh, oh yeah, I. I I, I would not defend this particular game. A lot of the red label stuff is actually pretty good. Like, I mean, yeah. I like Yaki Can Special or Haunted Casino and stuff like that. But uh, th- this one is just kind of one of those weird ones that I'm like, okay, I'll fire it up for this podcast, but I'm probably not going to play it. Like, like for the record, regular. I'm very much not a prude or anything. It's just yeah, like, me neither. This, this game goes too far. Yeah, yeah. and it's not even fun. That's yeah, that's well. just it. Yeah, it just does none of the jobs that it's supposed to do. Good. It's not a good hentai game. It's not a good shoot 'em up. And like mm-hmm. none of them, like you could you could argue, oh well, it has this or that, but like with when both of them are bad, it's like what do you have left? You have sexual assault. Mediocre... Yeah, sexual <laughs> assault. <laughs> that's what you got. And really, like there there was, I, I don't know how much of that there was in Japanese games in the '90s, but it definitely, I don't even think that it flies today in Japan. Like I definitely think that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it necessarily flew back then either. I, yeah, I really don't it know. was borderline, but yeah, for sure. Um, I, I've played a number of um, inappropriate games on the Saturn, a number of red label ones. And like, yeah, they're, they don't, you know, they don't do this. <laughs> it is good to remember that. Like when you remember that as a PC 98 game, that totally makes sense. Because yeah, like that, yeah. it, that, that console was, was, it was basically like a porn console. Oh. <laughs> and so that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but if you think about it, you know what else was a PC 98? game and was good and that was ported to the saturn uh snatcher police knots police knots actually yeah. no was, oh, yeah. no it was, it was pc was 80 sorry it was pc 88 pc sorry. 88 yeah sorry oh, police knots only had mild sexual assault right right oh right. yeah yes, that's, that's, yes, oh right. crap i forgot <laughs> yeah you're right never mind i guess it does fit then okay oh yeah he you're talking about the groping right okay yeah so yeah that and the i won't talk about it yeah i think there was a little bit of that in all of his games kojima you know he he was kind of a yeah perfect. ah but we love him (laughs) hell yeah well is there anything else that anyone wants to say about this game at all I don't understand the title (laughs) I don't understand the apostrophe in the title (laughs) and I was just going to say it is not worth the price that it's going for on eBay it's not even worth a playthrough so yeah Giga TGL. Did they do any other games of note? Uh, let me go look that up. It says 94, 96, 98 on the, the copyright there. That's like quite a span. It's just titled Group Library, Saturn. I think that's because 94 is when it originally came out. 96 right. was PC Engine and 98 mm-hmm. was Saturn. Okay. Uh, it's going on eBay just... for hundreds right. of dollars. Yeah, it's not, it's not worth a dollar, let alone no. 200 <laughs> 
Is it worth a download? Should folks download it on their satiator or whatever? Strictly no. as a piece of history alone. Uh, if you want a good game, if you want to, you know, if you want to watch some inappropriate red label stuff for for fun, you know, mm -hmm. any of those reasons, this is this will not be. Yeah, this this will not fit your needs. No. What no. about you, Jason? You own it? No, no. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you you did, did you did stream it though? Oh, you didn't. No, stream I didn't. It. I didn't stream. No, it. Yeah, no, you yeah. Probably, yeah. I, I, I just he's gonna get his, his channel shut down if he does. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, most of the Saturn uh, imports that I collect now, I collect specifically for streaming, and so uh, like I've avoided the red label stuff because it's yeah. I just can't stream it and. Yeah, I think that's great, by the way, that you do that, because then that gives you a reason to play it and uh, and get into these stuff. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, it's it's nice being able to take off time each day to play some of the, the games that I missed. Mm -hmm. That's good. You get to, like, actually go through the backlog. You don't just have, like, dozens and dozens of games just sitting there that you'll never touch. Like, you actually get to go through them, and then you... Every now and then you discover a Omakase Savers or mm -hmm. a Kiter here and there. So, yeah. like, that's just awesome. How many games are you at? Do you know? Oh, uh, I got my VG Collect account. Oh, that's right. You track them. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for Japanese Saturn games, I got 261. Oh, dang. Wow. Insert sound around. effect of the shing, the swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Video game saver. No. That's a lot. But that's I looked a, up that, that TGL and apparently Giga is a su adult sub-label of it, and okay. the only game that released was Steam Hearts for the Giga label. <laughs> oh. Well, there you and, go. The rest of, and the last game they made was Baldur Force EXE on the Dreamcast. And no, it has no relation to, to Baldur's Gate, but I actually, this game kind of looks interesting. It looks, I think it, oh no, I think it might be an adventure game, but it supports the, actually, let me double check what kind of the game this is. Uh, it looks kind of interesting. Is this, it's not the game... It's like an adventure game sort of thing. It kind of reminds me, kind of like a, uh, like a a mecha uh, gauntlet. So, but no, that's the last game they did, and then they shut down apparently. Just want to thank our our, our patrons, uh, C. Wen, Emerald Nova, Thirty Two Bit Stuff, Memphis, and Super Dimension Century Orgus. Oh, I love that name. Uh, Super Super Dimension Century Orgus uh, for backing us on pa Patreon. If you guys want to get a shout out on the the on the show, uh, backs at the ten ten dollar level or up, and we'll shout you out on our podcasts. Uh, you get early. Uh, I think three and above. I think I don't know if it's three or ten or above, but get early access to the podcast as well. So if you guys want, we'll probably release this a, a week early than everyone else. So if, to get everyone to listen to that and check that out. Uh, you know, if you want to back us uh, on anywhere else, you can uh, buy a shirt on our Threadless store. Uh, I think it's just, uh, I forgot what the URL is, but it's on our website on SegaSideShiro.com. Here's some really cool Saturn designs, some cool cool logos. I think Dave's wearing the, the uh, PCB board, right, Dave? Mm-hmm. One really cool shirts, and then of course, uh, of course, just uh, check us out on on our Twitter and Facebook, uh, Play Sega Saturn, and definitely check out our Discord as well. It should be in on, on the description, and I am gonna add, I'll add film cows as well in there. Uh, I don't know, could you would you be able to send me an invite link to that, and I can add that to the video, Jason? Yeah, yeah, sure. 
I need to join that myself. I don't know why I haven't, but I'll go join that as soon as I get that link. But uh, it's a good yeah. worker. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll just, just chat, chat it up, see what's going on. But uh, thank you again, guys, for watching. And remember, you, you must play Sega Saturn. Carl, you must play Sega Saturn. by my hand that I am once again given flesh. I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute.